Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barry Carlin, and with me today, I have all of Tombs on with me. I have Alex, Kieran, and Anto uh, to chat about their brand new EP, The Schmeckening, amongst a whole host of other stuff. The Schmeckening is a phenomenal EP. You can listen to it on their Bandcamp and give it a purchase as well. I think it's a fiver for the digital version and 10 euro for the CD. I think they have some CDs left, but um, no, like as soon as I, I saw these guys support uh, Grey Stag on their album tour, and just the second their set was done, I was like, I need th- these guys to come on. They're so good. And uh, they came on. We had a lovely chat. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I'll stop rambling. Uh, here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. Grand. So uh, we're here for another episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm with Tombs. Thank you so much for having uh, for coming on, lads. It's great to have you. Um, first, I think I saw you guys at Metal to the Masses in Fibbers, but then seeing you on the Grey Stag tour, it was like straight away. I was like, this is class. <laughs> it was such. What would you find? How'd you find the tour? It seemed like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, lots of fun. Um, worst part was having to see Grey Stag play every night. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Fucking sick of them guys. Terrible, you know. terrible band. Terrible yeah. band. Sure. <laughs> Being, being the sound and helpful, and <laughs> helping us with gear and stuff. <laughs> Nightmare. Uh, no, it was great, man. Uh, really glad they asked us to come on on the tour with them. Yeah. Like that album was um, it's a really great album to release. So I'm happy that they got oh, it. It's a f- fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was funny. Like um, before the show, I like I had two tickets, and uh, I was with my friend who doesn't listen to heavy metal. I was like, "You should go. You should go." And he was just like, "I think I might," you know. And he goes, "How heavy are the bands that are playing?" I was like. I think it'd be. I think it'll be fine. And then he decided. He just. He decided not to go. And I brought a friend oh. of mine who is a big metalhead. Mm. And uh, the second he got in, he was just like, "Yeah, it's a good thing Hugo didn't go to this <laughs> 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 because the ears would have been blown off him." Oh, it was yeah, a fucking yeah. fucking class show. Um, in in Thomas House, right? Yeah, Thomas House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know there was a downstairs there. I went to college around the corner. Yeah, I, I never heard of the place. Very cool venue. Yeah, um, it was nice. <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, it was handy as well because we um let's say we, we indulged ourselves maybe a little bit too much the night before <laughs> so a lot, a lot of bands yeah. we spoke to said like they ask about the pillar that's in front of the stage yeah the pillar saw oh, it yeah. as sort of like <laughs> a camouflage a nice hideaway for the mistakes <laughs> we made the night before so no really really enjoyable venue to play very laid back sort of atmosphere for everybody yeah, yeah it was sweet i like as i said like i've i've go to quite a few gigs around Dublin I, I didn't know I'd never been to a gig there so uh, it was nice it was really uh, nice to play somewhere that outside of February there's nothing wrong with February but like uh, it was nice to be a different in a, place a different, a different Dublin venue different Dublin venue Do I'd you know, say I, oh, sorry, that yeah. and Grand Social are probably probably up there are the favourite venues play in Dublin anyway yeah, yeah Grand Social is the best, best like definitely best favorite. yeah they're definitely the best we've, we've played in it Chine is cool it's oh bit, yeah Chine was it's a bit of a weird layout but, but uh, yeah, we, we played there a few years ago with, with Zora and Paddy's Day 19 maybe mm. yeah that, that's pretty cool I think I was there on Paddy's Day it was pretty cra- if Zora was yeah it was a very very messy night <laughs> oh you were there, you were there at that game? yeah I was there yeah for sure I, I remember being out of being very very drunk <laughs> our, uh, our name on the poster outside was Moons yes <laughs> what? Moons? Uh, we were Moons briefly not we didn't choose that name because there was a, yeah. a, a typo or something <laughs> 
First thing uh, we saw like, the sandwich board, I was like, oh, moves. If you ever want to find me, it's Shin A on Saturday. It's normally, I'm normally there. <laughs> Part of the furniture at this point. There's a great venue. There's a good sound in it as well. We went to see, I think it was Gurriers were playing there last week or two weeks ago, and it was just fucking crazy, oh. packing about 120 people into that tiny little spot. <laughs> it gets yeah, oh, man, the stage as well is like, uh, it's like trying to play a gig on a coffee table. Or yeah. <laughs> really sort of like jammed in. Good, good stuff, though. Yeah, yeah I got to say, like, Thomas House has kind of reminded me of that a bit, and the, and the sound is great in Thomas House as well, by the way. And uh, I, I, I love playing small venues like that. It's more intimate. Kind of nice and yeah. intimate, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, the Casbah in Limerick. Yeah, with that. don't think I've uh, been there to be honest. Yeah, it's been it's yeah. been about fifteen years since I've been to Limerick. Unfortunately, the last oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah, you've yeah. not been to any of the siege of Limericks. No, I haven't. And like, yeah, there's, there's so many of these things that I have not gone to. Um, but oh, siege of Limerick is one that I'd love to go to. Yeah, you, you it looks amazing. Make, it's, it's well, it's without a doubt worth making down for. It's it's unreal. And have a look as well, like bad reputation Ireland. They just what do they? Do? I mean, like, they full of hell. Then they have like this is all in September coming. So full of hell are coming. Yeah. I haven't checked the poster. They just got Paradise Lost. And oh, shit, was, really? Uh, yeah. I, I, I oh, know, sick. That, that was just released today. Oh, it's crazy. crazy. Come on down. Come on yeah, down. yeah. There's, there's good things happening, but they, uh, yeah, Bad Reputation brings some, like, incredible acts to Limerick. But yeah. it's Siege and, and outside of the Siege of Limerick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, you know... Great lads. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're getting quite lucky with the metal gigs recently. Just some some fantastic bands coming over. Like Full of Hell are one of my all time favorite bands. So to see them, I saw saw them in Grand Social the last time they were here. Jesus Christ. And I brought a friend of mine who actually had never been to a metal show before. I kept talking about them so much. And she was like, you'll notice this is a trend with me bringing people to metal shows. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're really facilitating people <laughs> to it, metal. It was a girl and she was just like, I've never been to a show before and she wouldn't really even dabble anywhere near that stuff. And uh, I was just like, well, I've got, I've got this, I've got full of hell. And she goes, how heavy are they? I was like, they're pretty much the heaviest that she can get. She had an yeah. amazing time at them. And we met, yeah, Dil- oh. we met Dylan afterwards was chatting away and he was like, Jesus Christ, man, you brought her to our show for her first show. He's really thrown her in the deep end. <laughs> yeah, it was them Unyielding Love with the support too at it, which are a fantastic oh, band as well. Yeah, yeah, very good. good to um so you've reached the schmeckening uh the ep it's a fantastic ep i've I've had it on repeat while playing dark souls for the past like yes, since it nice. came out <laughs> it's so good um wh- where did the name come from because the second i saw it i was like that has to be one of the best ep titles i've ever seen <laughs> you're the first person to ask us yeah. about the name yeah. so i'll give no, you a- oh i actually yeah, yeah. The first person oh. actually really kind of question the name. Most people just laugh and leave it. Which is, which is a bit surprising. I, I, I kind of been waiting for someone to. I would have thought you'd been asked relentlessly about it. No, <laughs> I, I, we're glad you asked though, because we finally get a chance to sort of explain it. Mm. We'll explain it once on the Who Art Thou podcast. <laughs> nice. I'm explain it again. So exclusive. Schmeck, I, I'm half German, right? And Schmeck in German is taste, right? So a couple of years back. We were writing a song and someone came up with a riff and I was like, oh, lads, there's some schmeck off that riff. And they were both like, what? What are you on about? And I kind of explained it means taste. And then it slowly became a sort of catch-all word for anything that was good or fun or, you know, oh, man, get a bit of beer, get a bit of schmeck. Schmeck as well then became like, let's get food, let's go to practice. Like, it, it became this word that meant everything. Mm. I got pretty schmecked last night. Oh, <laughs> Good or enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. So, so, do you want to schmeck off this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we've been using it as this word, and then we started calling ourselves schmeck lords. And it just sort of like snowballed and grew into this ridiculous thing. 
Um, the name then came from yeah, the Metal Cell podcast. Yeah. We ran a sort of a competition to see whoever could come up with a title for us. We'd give them a t-shirt, they'd give us a song. This was so maybe just, just after the album came out, so pandemic yeah. time. Three years ago. And our buddy Tom from Carosa, he just said the Schmeckener. We're like, do you know what? That's so good. That's like, yeah. We'll save that for an EP title. Mm. And um that's kind of it. Here we are. Here we are, yeah. Yeah, no, it works. Like it's <laughs> the second I saw was like that's awesome. everything. <laughs> <laughs> um and like, where, where did you record? Where did you record it? Because I know you recorded it in a day, which I which blew my mind when I heard that for we the first did it time. With, um, a track mix in Dublin with uh, Michael Richards. Mm. Um, yeah, got the whole the whole EP done in a day. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's part of a part of a like, yeah the Bloodstock thing. Like uh, we got a slot at the festival, obviously, but then when we got that. Um, uh, Orin was like, "Oh, you also have an evening of recording." Of I, I, like, I never oh, knew cool. they did that. Like, I'd at least kind of forgot as well from the methods and masses that we had this uh, we had half a day with um with a track mix and then um <clears throat> yeah we were thinking we'd better like you know use this up um especially before the next round of methods and masses and then we we, we 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 paid for another half a day so we had a full day there and yeah so yeah, day, we got a full day for that but probably some half a day Sweet. so we kind of so and that kind of dictated the EP was because we were like, yeah. we have this day, so let's see what we can get done. Yeah. And then those three songs, they kind of, like we have like an album's worth of material kind of, you know, in the pipeline. Yes. But we have these three songs kind of <clears throat> kicking around. Like, they, they kind of work together as a little package. Yeah. So why not call out the Shmeckening and use that day mm-hmm. to just get that done? So we'll kind I know of the, the three songs that, that came out, or the, th- the three songs that are now the Shmeckening, they're very different to what, you know, the, the other songs you have, like Baird said, but the album... Kind of on the long finger, they need a bit of work. Mm. Whereas these three songs, they were like, you know, very much like Napalm Death sort of root and truth sort of. And they, they get they, them short, sweet, get in, get out. Okay. There's not too many guitar tracks. I'd say they, is, they, there are very little like uh, sound effects or, or sound effects. We're talking about we're not making movies here. Like, <laughs> not too many effect pedals like yeah. just distortions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strip back kind yeah. of uh, sound. And I say like these the, the songs. <clears throat> kind of like kind of came together after the album material mm. like we have some album songs that we wrote like started writing two or three years ago new album now, not, not the, yeah the, album. the next album but we we were even playing some of them live and then the songs around the schmeckening kind of came together kind of like recently enough kind of it was kind, kind of kind of like, quick enough kind of process like, 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 like you said about knowing that the next round of like uh bloodstock people are going to come mm-hmm. through so we wanted to get in there so uh, to be honest actually we kind of I had a few riff ideas lying around and we kind of had ideas for song titles and directions that we wanted to go in. Mm. Um, we basically kind of, two weeks before we were going, excuse me, into the studio, mm. we kind of wrote these songs essentially in the guts of two weeks. It was very, yeah, it was two right weeks? Before. Really? Pretty, pretty yeah, much. It was, uh, it was right yeah. before the actual recording. Um, yeah. We kind of like hammered them out. But do we want this? If a riff, when we were practicing or writing them, if a riff didn't immediately grab us, we were like, Chop it from the song, and that's why you get these short songs. Yeah, I noticed the length was considerably considerably uh, shorter than well, not considerably, but like I know ten minute songs and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is kind of change. It's just it's like a right fuck you type of just get in there and just do the business. Get in, fuck it up, get out. Yeah, I I think actually like some of the songs. Well, like say take like stabbed in the head. I kind of feel a bit of a bit of um. Kind of a bit of a not a throwback, but like back to some of our earlier stuff. We had some <clears throat> faster kind of 
hardcore shorter songs like we've just started playing again live recently like uh, yeah they're on the first like Simon Ferocious and Pink Sniffler <clears throat> they're like two minutes something fast kind of grindy hardcore tracks mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I think it's like it's probably the first time we've kind of yeah, wrote like a short punchy songs like that again that yeah the intention <laughs> is like write some brush fast short really like fuck shit up as quick as possible <laughs> get and, help and I think as, as Kieran said it kind of um with, with the metals and masses coming up again, but also the studio having one day, it almost kind of dictated the. It's a bit of a deadline. Yeah, was, you know, and, and we were thinking like, oh, but it's like you know, under ten minutes, we can we can probably do this in like a, in a day. And we briefly thought about it as well. We had so we, we the songs that are going to be on, or that we plan to do a second album for, that are a bit more involved. But we were talking about taking one of those songs and recording it as a single. Oh yeah, but it would have been. I, I think it's it just. Seemed like a better idea to just let's make a really short EP in a day, and it's something that's completely different to the previous album and the album to come. Do you know, it's like it almost like a reset yeah. button, yeah, a cleanser. No, like I, I loved it now. Like, um, what, what was the, uh, what was the story behind stabbed in the head? Because I, um, because I remember you. I think I heard you say that uh, you had the title way before you even had the song. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Alex. We, we, yeah, we, we had, actually we had the title for uh, for Anvil Crawler. Kieran, so Anvil oh, Crawler yeah. is a type of lightning, and he said it to me. I said like two years ago, yeah, easily, yeah. and we were like, let's save that for a song. Mm. And then stabbed in the head was like, let's. What's the fastest, most grindcore thing we can possibly write? Forty five <laughs> seconds. What's the song about? It's about getting stabbed in the head. Yeah. What are the lyrics? Stabbed in the head. <laughs> Obviously, it's developed since then. Yeah. But I think we, we got interviewed at at one yeah. and somebody asked, and I was like, "Oh, we've got a new song called Stabbed in the Head,' and it was nowhere near written." Like, no, <laughs> well, it, was, it wasn't a song at all. Yeah, it it exists. <laughs> that, that song is about um, about it's about Phineas Gage. I don't know if you ever heard the story. Yeah, I know. We were taught about him in school. But I oh, like really? I was no yeah, way. I remember yeah. having a thing in biology class. Is he the guy that got the railway? Yeah, he was head. head. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. learned about that in school. Like, yeah, we, we had a pretty metal people. biology teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very fucking metal biology teacher. <laughs> so I don't know what, what way you were taught the story, but it, so the legend goes anyway. Yeah. That he after the railroad accident and you know he survived it and all that stuff, but he was meant to have gone completely mad and insane and violent. Violence. Yeah. Turns out that wasn't the case at all. It turns out he just lived with his hole in his head. He was, for the most part, really changed. Yeah, yeah. Because we were told that it severed, like it severed his like cerebral cortex or something. So it got rid of the emotion that allows him just to chill out. So that he was constantly on edge, constantly agitated, and that became a very depressed. That's, and what was like, that's, that's not true at all. Apparently not. No. Where the hell did that come from? Then? <laughs> no, but that, that, that's, that has been largely believed for a long time. It turns out like that's not the case now. That's just big neuroscience. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the moral of the story is that it, you can get like uh, a railway spike driven through your head and it's totally possible. I'll survive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, kids, you know. Totally normal guy afterwards. Yeah, just, try, just trying to shed light on the fact that he was actually a grand nice guy. But you can yeah. survive with like half your brain, I think. There's the famous photo of the guy. Oh, okay. the yeah, yeah. But I remember there was a photo that I saw that was fucking crazy of a guy in Germany who had brain surgery, but they had to take a chunk of his brain and his skull. So for a period, he had just this flat, his forehead was just flat. So it's him, a photo of him reading the paper from a side angle and just half his head is just gone down. It's it's crazy. (laughs) But he's perfect, perfect cognitive function and everything. Like it's... It's yeah, that's really yeah, crazy. That yeah. was the rise of the meme with the guy with the squash head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I gotta ask you about uh, Megalobong because uh, just the story behind it. Because um, <laughs> it's funny when I remember listening to your stuff for the first time, and I was like, "This is heavy as fuck." And they start listening to the lyrics, and you're just like, "Wait a minute, are they th- are they singing about what I think they're singing about?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it's like super and atmospheric and proggy and dark and everything. You're just like, "Wait a minute, is this about a shark?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the intent of music. It's like yeah, maybe it's really economy, you know. serious yeah. heavy music I like it. sounds heavy as fuck. But then when yeah, you delve into it, it's like you just don't take anything too serious and have a laugh. But uh you wanna take Meg? Yeah, it's um I think Meg too, it kinda of came from you joking with someone outside uh Fira's oh outside the movie, didn't it? Oh it was with like, uh, I was talking to Andy Moe from Bowler Bear. Yeah, you took like, like uh yeah. it's all, like stupid song titles. Uh, uh, they were like, oh, oh what's next? Like the great whitey shark. And it was like <laughs> it was like um like in uh in Walk hard, you know, where you think of a song title like, you know, Great Whitey Shark. Great Whitey Shark. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they were like, oh, like, oh that's going to be like Meg too, because Meg LeBong is a song on their, our album. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Because like, yeah, this one's part two, isn't it? Yeah, it's number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we thought we'd tie it in like that. And so it's it's a continuation of the story of uh, the shark that uh, was previously getting stoned off surfers that was smoking weed. <laughs> and this is where he's now smoked, he's eaten too many stone surfers. And he's, yeah. He's gone full like a uh, what's the word? Goblin shark. He's gone full goblin shark. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's, there's two sharks, uh, goblin sharks and Greenland or Gurry shark, and they're both they're just two of like the most stone looking but different ways <laughs> sharks you find. Yeah. Like Greenland shark is like he just looks like an old baked a, man. A relic. The eyes are kind of empty. A relic of man. That's a casualty. Yeah. And the goblin shark is like just a mess. You know, just like. <laughs> just, just look up the goblin shark. It's the most. Piece of shit animal. Wait, vanished. is it a real animal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it just threw like a, like a losing hand to evolution. It's just as like, I have a float like, here. I just a, go- a goblin shark. Yeah, it's like a deep sea creature. But how, how does it hunt again? Its jaw, its jaw, its jaw goes. Oh, like, that thing looks stupid yeah. as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's as stupid as it looks. Like its jaw hunts independently from its like, yeah, his His nose just like bumps off stuff. He goes, ah, oh, there must be food there. So the Rawr. jaw shoots out. Like how many sharks do you know that live like, all the way at the bottom of the sea floor? Like sharks are known yeah. to like hunt and you know they're like scary creatures. This thing looks terrifying, but it's it's so dumb. I used to think they were really good on the jaw. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's sick. It's got like an extendable jaw. Turns out it's just shite. Yeah. That All is, the goblin sharks out there. That is one of the weirdest sharks <laughs> I have ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> Do yeah. you ever see a ghost shark? The one, like the real, they're like almost oh, translucent. Oh, oh. They're proper terrifying. Well, sharks Meg- Megalobon part three. Yeah, on, yeah. on the next album. Yeah. I'd love to see some fan art for that for the Megalobon stuff. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. It'd make a great t-shirt. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. would, yeah. <laughs> um, where did where did you get the cover from? Did you use made the co- did you use make the cover, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um so the the little man on the front, like the sort of totem pole looking mm-hmm. thing. That's something I carved out with a bog oak. Uh Jesus, like two years ago, two, three years ago. I'd made this like seven foot statue. And then I wanted to make a smaller, more portable version. So I just did something like chopped away. Uh, I like used to really into woodwork. So I had that kind of lying around. Um, and then my, my housemate works in films. I won't, I won't say the name of the film so he doesn't get in trouble, but he <laughs> he borrowed a prop from the from the movie set, which was the scope. <laughs> so we kind of we kind of put them together, and there's like a really bare brick wall in my attic. Took the photos and wanted to make it just. We wanted to make the most metal fucking character possible. Mm-hmm. So we thought like skull, red, brick wall, some sort of black magic looking total photo. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like. Yeah, I remember talking about the idea of a kind of um, 
it's like a still life looking till voice kind of like in the vein of like sacrament by mm. Lamb of God you know where it's like yeah, yeah. your objects arranged oh uh, what's the fucking uh, Morbid Angel one as well oh yeah uh, Morbid Angel was... no it's not the multiple speed rosary speed it's that kind of vibe but, yeah, then, yeah. but then you know we're thinking of like you know, heavy metal things so like let's just pair it back and just use the, the skull yeah. totem and then like red. Make it red and like just nice, cool, kind of grim looking with the cinder blocks. No, it looks cool as fuck. I um, really, I really liked it. Like, I work as a graphic designer. I used to do album covers for people, so like I oh, always yeah, love cool. seeing kind of like stuff like that. I was like, that looks awesome. <laughs> kind of like an old, kind of real kind of old school well, grind kind of thing to it. Quite liked it. So something striking that I, I kind of imagine if you were like in a record fair and you're flicking through, like, whoa, this is like really red. With the green text that he, he designed the text on the side you pick it up on the side it's like so it. fucking bright you could like hold it you know it's something you'd recognize from across the street kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh what do you think it actually is just out of, just while we're on the topic what do you think is the most metal album cover great, great, great question whoa that's an excellent uh, question i love rain, 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 i'd probably go with rain and blood just the first thing i think of mm. uh, i think it's it's metal as fuck the seasons album is pretty metal as well with the yeah with the cross album. yeah it was all, all the early early slayer albums. Uh, maybe nail bomb you know it's a fucking moment oh, oh jesus yeah 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 that's metal in a different way but yeah. maybe like if you're talking like heavy metal <laughs> Jesus like, um, <laughs> fucking dio or, or is it rainbow the silver mountain that's pretty fucking. Yeah. I'm definitely. I'm more. I'm more on the uh, nail bomb side of it than the. Uh, uh, Jesus. I have the, I have the carcass album cover where they use the JFK of the thing, but I didn't oh. know that that was the cover. I think it, it's carcass, isn't it? They used the photo of JFK's head with the bullet oh, through yeah. it for an album cover. I, I, don't, I don't think I know that actually. Like, it's it's pretty grim, but I, it's one. It's I have it on vinyl there, but I didn't know that that was the cover when I got it because it's just black. It's just a, you get and then you open it. You're just like Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, they, <laughs> they, 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 they can't show. They can't show actually. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The original, the original cover of a uh, vulgar display of power. Yeah, is it vulgar display of power? Far beyond driven. Far beyond driven. It's oh, like, it's like someone's ass getting like drilled, drilled from an ass. Actually, yeah, you always show that. Whether you like it or not, I think whether you like them or not, I think probably the most, the two most metal album covers, vulgar. Burzum, the cover of the burnt down church. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck Burzum though, you know. Yeah, no like, piece of shit. Piece of shit person. Or mayhem uh, when Dead killed himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the you know that that is the bootleg, wasn't it? That they used it for something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That's probably the most. Yeah, man, yeah. That's probably the most brutal. That's probably the most real. Maybe too real. I was quite a fan of uh, the Satanist by Behemoth, just because I knew that the guy painting it got like a load of Negro's blood and put it in the mix with the paint. Okay. So which I was just I like, it's just so that, um, extra to stuff oh. to do, but it's <laughs> interesting. It's cool to have that lore. Like it's yeah, metal's yeah. genre that goes like above and beyond. Like this was painted with a piece of a cross that came where Jesus was crucified. All right, all right, okay, we, we get we, it. You're we, the metal we, man. We, we, <laughs> I use the blood. We actually have we actually have a bit of that going on with the um, I think it's like we have the most metal. <laughs> we actually no, have the most you know you know the the back cover of the Schmeckening yeah, I don't know. You notice that they uh, were, were, were eating dinner with the green kind of background. Yeah, I think it's it's on back, the band band camp thing is website is yeah, it's, it's yeah, on yeah, yeah. yeah. So that um, that's actually like a prelude to the 
hour to the uh, hour of violence t-shirt one of my face and blood my yeah, face. yeah it's a so great that, t-shirt the back, <laughs> the, back co- the back cover of the schmeckening is actually like, like i said that was the calm before the storm to what led to that <laughs> in this very room in this, in this room we are in now so yeah the back looks very we, we, we very peaceful we're all having dinner together and let's say a gallon or so of homemade wine came, came out after dinner and um, things got Things got things wrestling. Things yeah. got really wrestling. Yeah. Very tuned. Got very violent, you might say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very metal. <laughs> you know, we, anyway, we kind of have our own uh, blood soaks, lore, yeah, album, yeah. album artwork. Yeah, yeah. We kind, of, kind, of, kind of forget that, actually. It's... Yeah, yeah. I'm quite happy with the, the back cover as well. Just the general, the way that it's like, it's from the point of view of uh, when we're standing there. So it's like you're invited to dine with tombs. Ooh. And feed on their secretly, secretly riffs and whatnot. Awesome. You, 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 can, you can see an extra dinner plate yeah. right, at the table. So that was actually like our friend Jake who took the photo. But mm. you know, when you when you don't know that, when you just look at it and you see, has a whole different meaning. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, uh, this is the part of this, the interview where I just asked you random questions if I was drunk in a bar. Uh, the first one is, I've been trying to figure it out myself and I'm embarrassed to ask because I probably should know, what does UTA stand for? Because I keep, uh, <laughs> I keep, I looked it up today and I got, uh, Undergraduate Teachers Association was the first thing that came not up. That's it, and then, uh, is that it? Okay. Not, <laughs> I knew you were fans well, of teachers. Well done. It it's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever yeah. I want it to be. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, it has to be like up to something or I, I'm just. Okay, I'm I'll tell you, fuck it, we will. Um, <laughs> fuck's sake. We were playing a gig in Belfast. <laughs> we were playing a gig in Belfast. I don't know what happened. I think it might have been the first gig we played in it was, Belfast. Ever. Was, it, was it a Lincoln Masses gig? Uh, it was, yeah, it was. But we, we were never going to get through. Anyway, we were playing a gig in Belfast and you know, get out onto the stage and I was like, what, you know, normally we'll say hello, we're tunes, whatever, make a, make a big loud statement. And for whatever fucking reason, I went, ah, how's it going, Belfast? We're tombs. Off the arse. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it just kind of sounds this. That was really like, oh, Well, there you go. Plus now. Yeah. We used to shout, like, up the bone the gigs and stuff like that. <laughs> or whatever reason. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that's the actual, that's the genesis. Yeah. So, yeah, right it, there. It's, again, one of those things, like, <laughs> it's kind of like tombs humor where we're like, we'll start saying something and it'll catch on and become its own kind of thing. And again, like, like that, it kind of, it's stuck way you, too. Usually it's just amongst the three of us. Yeah. yeah. That one kind of got, got out there. And, uh, it kind of just took off. And then I remember playing even... We were playing, like, we were playing like a Limerick or maybe even Cork. And I remember like people in the crowd catching it back to us. And I was going to... I was going to this on stage thinking, is that what we want? Do they know what they're chanting? Is this our catchphrase now? Yeah. And it, could, yeah, it, kind of just, it, just, it, just, it grew legs and took off. It has to be other stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Please make it something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ulster Tennis Association. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad one. Yeah. It could be United Tribe Act. Yeah, that oh. was, yeah. like us because we're playing that festival. Mm, United Tribes Association. It could yeah. be a lot of things. But it's not. It's up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, like, I was when I was walking back from work, I was like, it could be up the ass, but why would it be up the arse? Like, why it would, wouldn't I, do that. Why would it, it be that? Be that? <laughs> we're, we're, we're 12 year olds. Yeah. What is your uh, current go to music? Well, excellent oh. question. Mm, fuck. I've been listening to a lot of Almond Brothers band. 
I was gonna say most people all country recently. Yeah. I, I, I've been getting back into grindcore and hardcore a lot more <laughs> again lately. Um yeah, since since, since Carcass played Limerick, mm. um, I'm a big fan of Carcass early stuff. Oh Carcass early stuff is yeah. brilliant, yeah. I listen to a lot of like kind of grind and uh hardcore again lately. A bit of I'm into a lot of electronic music and like DJ as well, but it's still a lot of like kind of dark psychedelic trance as well. Do you oh, listen to fuck. Cloud Rat at all? Who, sorry? Cloud Rat. Oh, Cloud... Nah, not really. I, I know it. Um, They're quite good. I'll be seeing them in London now next month, which okay. I'm very cool. excited for. Um, I, I, I know the name. I don't really know... Yeah, it's weird. There was a guy I shot to in Fibbers who's mad into Grind, and he was like, I've never listened to Cloud Rat. I was like, They're very good. They're from Michigan, I think. They should give That's them a well. shot. They're very, very good. Yeah. Three-piece. Three-piece yeah. Grind Band. I listen to a lot of Weed Eater, actually. They, yeah. They're oh, yeah, they're increased. brilliant as well. Uh, they're like yeah. a band that completely changed how I you know, interpret heavy music. So we yeah. have been big on repeat, which got me back into Electric Wizard. Oh, electric so I kind of go between like the Auburn Brothers band and like Satanic Doom. So. <laughs> Actually, uh, a band I, I never really checked out a lot before, but they're also playing Ireland soon is Bongzilla. So I've been listening to their first album a lot lately. And I, yeah, I, it was a band that kind of passed me by, you know, years ago. But yeah, looking forward to seeing them as well. Them and Weed Eater. Oh, I, I checked out... Um, I found it on Spotify. We were playing with them in, in England, uh, a band called Grey Brain. Grey really Brain. Yeah, yeah, they're very good. I've been listening to them a lot, but miserable sludge. <laughs> nice. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> I've always said with uh with metal like like for metal bands, it's like the worst word that you can use to describe their music is always the better thing. Like it's disgusting, <laughs> it's caustic, it's yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's ugly. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like shit. Has flies over her. <laughs> oh, okay. I think we'll move on for that one. Uh, if you could collab with anybody, who would it be? Weed eater. Weed eater. <laughs> yes. uh, Straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. Phil Linnet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good. Actually. We watched a documentary about him last night. Um, a collab. That's a, that's a very. That's actually a very good question. Oh, oh actually, you know, what? a proper answer. I don't know. I, I'd love to do something with Kurt Ballou. Uh, oh, God, City yeah. As yeah. a producer, I'd love to do some work. With uh, from Converge, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's the answer. That's another band I've listened to again mm. recently. Is Converge, but yeah, Kurt, Kurt Ballou as a as a producer would be very cool. His track yeah. record for bands that he's produced is insane. Like some of the oh, stuff yeah, he's he done, listens. he can just put oh, his he can put his name to anything and just like any any style of metal. It just comes out like Jesus Christ. Yeah, he, this is fantastic. he did something. He does a great documentary, a short documentary on YouTube. Uh, Nails. I was gonna say he did that. Well, you'll never be one of us. Album. Yeah. Did he do? Uh, did Kurt? Did he do that one as well? Did he? Yeah, I he did that. that one. He also did um, uh, two or other albums, I think. Two or one. Oh, I know he did Unsilent and Death. I'm not sure if he did a band at all. Whole mm. life. But uh, yeah, yeah. Great, great fucking documentary. Insane producer. Yeah, and Converge are a fucking phenomenal band as well. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever see the video with the crazy fight at one of their gigs? One of the Converge no, gigs? No, proper. It's like, proper it's, it's, it's the whole audience trying to get up on stage. It's just, it's oh, a black dude. and white video from like, I think it's from like 2002 or 2003. Oh, um, it's, but it's like, just, it's mental. <laughs> but they, yeah, just look up, if you look up Converge fight, I think it's about six minutes long, but just the amount of people that just, because it's like an intense audience you're like imagine a converge show back in 2003 and stuff yeah, would have been the most yeah, fucking yeah. terrifying show going uh and then it just out of nowhere just converges right. basically yeah. on everybody Man, I, I, fucking, <laughs> I waited like i found out about converge obviously years ago and it's you know one of the best 
So I waited like 10 years to, to see Converge. I was living in London. Um, so I moved back just about November time, but I was there with my, my buddy and he, he's into his metal, but like not, you know, into it like we all be. Mm. But I was like, go see Converge. And he's like, yeah, fuck it, go on. But he was just kind of coming as like a tag along, have a good time, drink a few beers. And I got carried away with him and I got so drunk. <laughs> I, woke up, I woke up the next morning. I was like, what the fuck? I, I forget everything. Oh, I don't. Was that you went like twenty points or something? Oh no! I, t- I went to see Bomb Ripper actually, oh, and, and I, yeah, that's that's even worse. <laughs> I woke up the next day. I was looking at like you know you take videos. I was looking yeah. at it on my phone. I was like, "Fucking saw Converge last night." I don't remember a second of it. Oh, oh, so so uh, I'm gonna go see them again. They're playing the Outbreak Festival. I'm gonna go to completely sober. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay sober. Straight 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 remember Converge. Yeah, it's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. If you remember stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, what was it? who did I see recently that was one of the bands? I've been waiting to see Godflesh for about fifteen years, I think. Oh, almost. Um, but saw them in was the, was it Opium Room they were playing, but they were too loud. They were they were genuinely so unbelievably loud that the floor was shaking whenever the kick drum oh, started. Oh. There's no sorry, there's no drum. It's a drum machine. Just two guys. Yeah. You can't see them on stage. It's pitch black, and then it's just the screen just playing fucking chaotic shit on on the whole time. But uh, they were so loud that like a friend of mine was like, touch the bottom, touch the top of your bottle that you have in your hand, and you could feel it just vibrating around in your hand. Ah. It was insane. I think we lasted about an hour, and we're like, we're gonna go deaf if we keep staying here. Do you know where your protectors at gigs? I didn't have them that day. That was the one day I didn't have them, and I don't know why. I was just like, what the hell? It was the same with um. Do you ever hear a band called Big Brave? Uh, they're very, oh, very. Oh, loud. They're they're not. They like I went up to them afterwards and called them a metal band, and they were like, "We're not a metal band." I was like, "Okay," oh, but okay. um, but they're they're very loud, like very, very loud. And literally, like uh, you can see them because they know how loud they are. Like they tour with Sun O, so that kind of oh, puts it into perspective. But they're, I would call them a doom band. But um, you can see them kind of smiling at each other, and then they just go with one note, and the whole room just went "fuck" <laughs> right back. <laughs> it was amazing. Like started back in the future. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah. Um, what were the first and last albums you bought? Oh, I was already talking about this with, with my housemate yesterday. You know, he's tricking me. So <laughs> I know the very first, the very first piece of music I bought for myself was on tape cassette. Nice. I bought. Two on the same day was Robbie Williams' Millennium, <laughs> and sixty-five class. Yeah, the very time I bought an album, the first proper album that I bought sure. was uh, the first Gorillaz album on CD. Oh, nice! In like, in like 2001, 2000, yeah. whatever year it came out. And the most recent thing that I bought, I don't really buy music anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have to check. The, the, I just checked my bank account. The, the last metal thing I bought was um, "Slung from the Trees" album. One of the boys. Don't think I know um, that one. But I'll actually, the, check it out. Very the, yeah, Song from a Tree, great, like, psychedelic stoner. Sludgy. Sludgy. Did playing with Bongzilla as well? Yeah, there's just Bongzilla in Dublin. And the last actual release, though, I bought was a, a Psytrance uh, vinyl uh, by a guy called Hallucinogen. It was like um, seminal psychedelic trance from the 90s. I'm a big nice. fan of. That's the last thing I bought. The first thing, the first, like, album I bought. God, uh, but Michael Long, but Michael Long, the nineties. I can't remember. Uh, Waste some time. I'm just trying to think that the first like metal thing I bought. I don't know. I, 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 a lot of my early like tapes and CDs were kind of given to me by an older cousin. I remember getting a. Actually, I remember one of my first CDs uh, I got was um, 
for Christmas. And it's a, like now that's what that's what I call music. I think we like, all, did, like, did everybody have the now? It was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like <laughs> now that's what I call. Apparently, that's what they call music. Like number ten. <laughs> Now that's where I call wrong. Oh, actually, I remember my, my no, I remember my first good tape oh. I bought was uh the Offspring Americana. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm the big big Offspring fan when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember buying that. I bought that tape at like a, a horse fair of all places. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly, and I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> Here, what you? Like the in the vein of like the like first kind of heavy things. Um, shout out to my aunt because one of the first like heavy. CDs I heard was uh, my aunt got me Live Else Berlin oh, by Rammstein for Christmas one year. Sweet. I'd never heard of them before. I was that's, like 13 or something. That's very cool. I didn't know what it was. I was hearing it. I was like, this is amazing. What is this? And um, yeah, I think one of the first CDs I bought was like Kaiser Chiefs, maybe. Um, <laughs> that's an early one on Muse, maybe. <laughs> uh, I know, yeah. Um, Muse, Muse, it could have been Muse. It could have been Muse too. Muse, one of them. Muse are good. The last one, uh, last thing I bought was uh, T Bone Burnett's first album. Oh, nice. On vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that and Pentangle at the same time. It's, it's funny. You're talking about the uh, the heavy metal albums, like the first ones that you got. I My family are like insanely conservative. Like my dad runs a Catholic radio station. Um, okay. So it it's a, leads to a lot of... Uh, it leads to a lot of uh, <laughs> debate. But during Christmas, he wouldn't get the albums that I wanted that would be on the list. So like I'd be like eight. And I was like, can I get corn? And then my, my mom would be like, no. And then my auntie would be like, of course you can. Anything to piss your dad off. So I just get into Untouchables yeah. one. Did, I got Untouchables one Christmas. I could just see him looking over. He's just like, what the fuck? Where'd you get that? And you can see Karen. Like, oh. uh, that, uh, corn are one of those bands. Like everyone will talk shit about corn. Nobody would admit that they got. They're great. Everyone They're great. great. So, yeah, I love Corn. I think I've seen them live three times. I think oh, really, about three oh, wow. times, oh. and each each time they fucking were amazing. I remember seeing them open for Slipknot, and I was more. I, to be honest, I was more excited to see Corn, and they blew Slipknot out of the water. Yeah. They were just fucking amazing. They were really good. Uh, early Corn is great stuff. Mm, yeah, I, remember, I remember, went on holidays. My my mother was nice enough to take me, my my brother, and my little sister on holiday to like to France. Do you remember uh, MP3 players used to be like just a USB stick? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah I remember the them. Yeah. So I had I had enough space for three albums. So I had Corn's first three albums. So the entire <laughs> the entire holiday I just sat. Like corn, corn, corn. <laughs> I spent the whole the whole holiday. So no, yeah. it was just the modern albums. Uh, we we uh, she said, "Do you want to go? We go to the beach." And just being like a moody little fourteen year old, my headphones did like, "No, I'm going to sit in the shade and listen to Corn <laughs> on repeat for two weeks." <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> which is that? It's a self-titled "Life Is Peachy," and then is it "Follow the Leaders"? The third one is it? Yeah, yeah it, take, it, take a look it, in the mirror. It, take a, it, it might, yeah. uh, issues came out. Issues actually oh, issues, came yeah. after uh, after uh, "Follow the Leader," but I think like issues is actually probably better than yeah. "Follow the Leader." Mm-hmm. But I, I think basically their stuff in the nineties. Issues was nineteen ninety nine, so I think all the stuff they did in the nineties was all. Brilliant. Yeah, Fantastic. they had. Uh, I think it was for Follow the Leader. It's Todd McFarlane who does Spawn. Did you ever read the Spawn comics at all? It's that. That's the. No. That's the guy who did the music video. Oh, okay. I remember uh, yeah. my mum particularly was. I think it's is issues the one with the the doll right, on the doll on the cover. Yeah, yeah. My mum was like, "That's yeah. such an adorable album cover," and I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah." Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know Jonathan Davis. Yeah. If you could change one thing in the Irish music scene, what would it be? Give us more money. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, more people coming to gigs, more people buying uh, buy, buying original music because uh, fuck Spotify. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, the thing I would change is that everybody abandons Spotify and just keeps buying music and owners themselves and support the artists. That's mine. That's not strictly, strictly to the Irish, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Irish music scene, I don't know. Do you know, one thing that I saw at Fibbers that I thought that I should be, should be at more venues was that they had a t-shirt, uh, they had a sign up saying purchasing one t-shirt is the equivalent to like 50,000 streams or something for an artist. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that kind of shit, like just posting this, that kind of, it's basic yeah. information, but it really You're does right, make you go, I want to go buy a t-shirt. It make, like I made my friend go instantly, he's like, I want to get a t-shirt straight away. Yeah, you're right, that, that, that that's, that's pretty cool um, well, on, on, their, on their behalf. Yeah. I will say though that like the, the Irish, at least in the Irish metal scene, um, like metal fans, they're they're good at buying merch. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like it's very rare to go away from a gig and not have sold like a hoodie or a couple of t-shirts at least, and it makes it worthwhile. Yeah, that is true. We gotta give, yeah, we gotta give, gotta give uh, credit where it's due. Like, yeah, I give credit there. Like people, people the underground writing is good. Yeah, true. I make an effort every time I go to a gig to get a t-shirt back from it. But the issue is now that I have about 160 black t-shirts. I don't have room for all the t-shirts that I own. It's literally like if I go out and I'm not wearing a black t-shirt, my friends go, oh, bar, a bit of color. That's weird. What's going on? <laughs> Did you get promoted? <laughs> Happy? Um, I there's not much that would change. I it, think it, It's hard to say because like, I, 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 I would like if more, you know, sometimes like a big band might be like, like doing like a UK tour or a European tour and they don't come here. It's always annoying. Yeah, but then that is very frustrating. I, I, I understand why, like, like we're, we're a small country, but I don't know. Well, it's getting better. Like, look, Paradise Lost. It, it, it is getting better. I mean, like, we have some very good, like, promoters here, like Bad Rep and Limerick. Um, DME. Yeah, yeah. Dead Cult doing a good job in Cork. Dead Cult and what's Oh, Dead Cult are, sorry, Curse, no, they're a record company. Dead Cult is, is, Dead Cult is the promoters. Yeah. And then Curse Monk is a a Galway. You're on Curse Uh, Monk, weren't you? The previous one was, yeah. yeah. Well, we would have done this one as well, but it was just, he had, he had more priorities to, to release before and we just wanted to get this EP out. No, I got a few albums off them. I got one by a band called Nest recently who are not oh, from Ireland, but that album is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Everything you could say was yeah. just... Nest, I believe, actually, they... I, I think... I think it's them. I think they, they split up. They're not... They're, they're no longer together. Oh, no. I'm nearly sure that's well, the them, album's but, um, the, al- the album's phenomenal. It's one of the first albums the album I bought on vinyl. It's like, this thing is gnarly as fuck. <laughs> there's not... There's not, so one, there's not... Actually, there's, there's not really anything on Curse Monk that... Like again, he very rarely misses. He knows what he likes, mm. and he's passionate about it. He's, yeah, he's very passionate. He's got a, he um, used to have a stand. I don't know if it's still there, but he has a section now in Tower Records on Dawson Street, which is great to see. That has a few okay, vinyls there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's still there, but it was there definitely over COVID. It was there. Well, if you get around, like yeah. he, he yeah. goes on to the Cork um, the fairs and stuff to the market yeah. every Saturday. So he's good. Get Roger knows he knows music. He knows how to push it. Do you know what I actually take back? I was kind of I think a bit like negative there with my opinion <laughs> I think there's not much I could really change to be fair in, in the Irish scene because we have great promoters great record labels and a great scene people come, come out to our open. gigs they're come to our gigs they support us buy merch and everything it's it, it, it's very good for, for like the small country we are we've got a small but very dedicated class passionate scene if I could change one thing I suppose it, it's not it's completely hypothetical it's like a geographical thing I wish Ireland was a bit bigger you know, so you could drive like you know, in America you could just drive to all these yeah. different states. A have more cities in Ireland. It's kind of you know a bit of Limerick, Cork, Galway. Well, barely Galway, Belfast, and Dublin, and you're kind of finished. There's the odd yeah 
You do see the they're posters for bands when we're going on an Irish tour and there's only three dates because that's all you need to the do. Tour. Yeah, the <laughs> actually, actually, that, that, Irish there's more Ireland. More <laughs> that, that, no, that's one thing. More venues. I I feel like in the last like ten years, uh, venues in general are getting they're playing it a lot more safe. They're like, oh, they don't want to put on a gate to this crowd or that crowd. They, do, they just want to keep selling points to the regular. Crowd, I, so I think it's it seems to be getting harder to get like venues who are willing to put on like good music, so. which is weird though because I feel like there's it seems like there's more gigs but less venues somehow yeah. somehow that doesn't make sense. But but I, yeah. I think that that's a testament to the promoters doing such yeah. hard work. Mm. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, because even yeah. like with Dublin now, like the main ones for metal would be Shine, but again, Shine is very small. Uh, then it's um, Grand Wheelers. Social and uh, occasionally Voodoo Bar. The Voodoo Lounge yeah. and Fibbers on Wheelands as well, yeah. But Wheelands don't really put that much metal on, though. It's it's surprise. It's like kind of weird when you see a metal band play Wheelands. I think anyway. We, we 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 saw um Crowbar. We saw Crowbar and Dying Feet. Dying oh, yeah. Feet were, I fucking was not explore. able to go to that, and it was raging. I think I've missed Crowbar yeah, every single oh, time they come to Dublin. Yeah. Oh, the Crowbar game was awesome. Yeah. Who is awesome. it? Dying Feet is playing with them as well. They played no, no. They played like opium. The opium room was next oh, door. Right, okay. Same kind of building. I I was at uh, download the year that there was a meme that they should get Dying Fetus to open up the Sunday morning to be the first band on main stage, <laughs> and then they, they actually they actually did it. And I had no idea. Yeah? I had no idea who oh. they were. I wasn't into the kind of extreme stuff back then. Yeah. Like I was more into kind of like hard rock and just a little bit of metal. So when I walked yeah. out, it was with my girlfriend at the time. She went, "What the fuck is this?" And he just had like, I think it was, the, I think the poster was what your man getting curb stomped, and they just dying oh, fetus and big blocks. I was like, "This God. is Sunday morning. There's kids around." <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to download once. I went the year that um, Black Sabbath played. Oh, I was there yes. that year. Yeah, Yo, man, it was the best. That, that's probably the happiest moment of my life. Like seeing Soundgarden, and then immediately followed by Black Sabbath. Well, it was. Uh, I uh, I was at the very very front of the of the barrier for Black Sabbath and was like this is fucking insane and I was like the only thing that would make this better and I like I don't smoke weed I was like is if I had a joint it'd be great and then somebody was like I've got one I was like great <laughs> awesome I was the exact same I was I didn't, I didn't have any joints with me at the time um, I, at the time I was smoking I don't smoke anymore but I was like oh fuck I've got no weed and this group of Indian guys behind me was like. Hey man, you've got loads. Have some of this. We're like, oh, yeah. I remember watching. It was, I think it was Aerosmith. It was Aerosmith on one of the years, and just like we were, we weren't quite in the in the in the crowd, but we were able to watch it. And just as soon as they started playing, I don't want to close my eyes. Just this, I was like, is that the smoke machine or is that the crowd? Because just this smoke just went rising <laughs> straight away, just wow. all joints. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was right. One of the the, the only thing I'll say one more thing about Dana was that I got to see Dinger Escape Plan at it. Um, before That's, yeah, like, the ooh, thing was well. the girl that I was with at the time, like she wasn't crazy into metal. She liked like Blackfell Brides and like Fall Out Boy and that kind of stuff, like the the hardcore harder stuff. But uh, Greg Machido, I think we did like three songs, and she goes, "Barra, this is fucking terrifying." I was like, "This is amazing," and she goes, "No, I'm <laughs> sorry." I'm he so is. Right she goes, "He is <laughs> so scary because he's fucking <laughs> enormous, he's and he's yeah, he's he in the crowd and everything. Just they had these kind of uh, like like almost like strobe like walls of light." <laughs> She was like, I yeah, can't do it. It's terrifying. We have to go. And then they fucking broke up like a year later. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I, I saw them play in Glasgow. Like, do you ever hear of a band called Horror? No. They kind of started H O nine nine O nine. Oh, the fucking uh, hardcore rap group. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're fantastic. They, they opened for Dillinger. I, I oh, that would be amazing. Time, but I was like, this is going to stop me. I'm going to get my fucking pit on. 
But uh, like horror, I've seen horror more times than I've seen other bands, weirdly. But when <laughs> Dillinger came on, I had no idea what to expect. I, I knew from videos, yeah. but it was in like an old library, I think, that had been transformed in Glasgow. I won't avoid with the, you know, you saw it myself. But uh, at one point, the guitar player climbed in, like climbed up the pole while playing up the pole <laughs> into the balcony. And they were doing like a like, jump, 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 get ready, you know, fucking, yeah. let's go crazy. Swiped the guy's pint, chugged it, and then just like, <laughs> backwards off the balcony while he was playing yeah, guitar in the air, and we caught him. Like, oh. complete disregard for their own well-being. Oh, real. I was like, this is, uh, this is the best game. And they were all like 40 at the time. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was kind of wondering, do they still play insane shows? Oh, yeah, that's right. they, were, they were doing front flips and like fucking, they were doing all the karate shit. Well, well Greg Bushido, there was, uh, Brooklyn Vegan did an article actually today on Greg Bushido's show from last night in New York and it looked absolutely insane. Like, it just looked mental. Yeah. He's still, yeah. he's still fair, crazy. Fair play to them for still like performing like that. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did, you ever, did you ever listen to the band Killer Be Killed? It's him, yeah, Troy, yeah, yeah. Troy, Troy Sanders, you got fucking Mexican Mexican yeah. Damn. They've got a drummer in there as well. They got the There's drummer for the Mars Volta, I think. I think it's the drummer. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I thought it would be way more insane than it was. It was a bit tamer than I expected. Yeah, it's it's just it's just fun fucking songs, basically. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, surprising probably. that Greg writes a lot of the riffs. Apparently, I thought Max would be writing the uh, the riffs, but apparently it's Greg that writes quite a few of them. But um, so lads, believe it. Or not, oh wait, do I have one more question? I think I have one more. Two seconds. Oh yes, yes, oh. yes. Uh, who do you think is the most underrated artist? And you're not allowed to say it yourselves. <laughs> yeah, I had to stop oh, bands. I had to stop bands from saying it because the amount of times they're just like, "It's us." It's definitely not us. In, 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 in the whole world, in all of history, past and present. Yeah. What about the future? What about the <laughs> <laughs> Get fucking real philosophical towards the end here now. <laughs> uh, most underrated artist. Okay, I'm gonna think about that one. Because I could go genre by genre, and I say someone, and then I'll be like, "Nah." That that's actually that's a tough question. To be honest, uh, a lot tougher than like. Big L is is pretty underrated, but I guess in hip hop circles, he's not. I don't. I've no. never heard of Big L, so I have to check You've that out. Heard of... No. I I, I there you go. Big actually, L. speaking of hip hop, and um, it's, I still think he's underrated. It'd be like Tommy Wright the Third. I know he's he's influential in a underground kind of way, but he's still. I think he's still underrated for what, yeah, the, from the way, the way for how influential he was. Like the way people flow now, they totally buy what he did back in like big, the big, 90s. Big time, like. I, uh, I will say with hip hop, just to ca- like just to let you know how little my knowledge is. Like I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan, obsessed with the Beastie Boys. But um, like the other day, a friend of mine who's a huge rap fan, I was like, man, I was listening to this group. Uh, this amazing group rap group from the 90s he goes who was it I was like oh they have this song called Cream and he goes don't you dare say it and I was like the Wu-Tang <laughs> Clan like I knew who they were it's like I was very well aware of who they were but he was, he's like you fucking son of a bitch he goes are you only listening to them now he goes I've never listened to them I was like I didn't know where, I didn't know that cash rules everything around me comes from them and he goes yeah. oh my god bar. he goes you run a fucking music podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wu-Tang are definitely rated appropriately yeah they're, 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 they're... Appropriately. I say uh, Souls of Mischief should be rated higher oh that's a good one Souls of Mischief, Souls of Mischief should be rated a higher a great early 90s uh, rap group but if you, if you don't know hip hop we'll, we'll yeah, try and stick to that <laughs> underrated metal band fuck me yeah. uh, I'm going to think about this one now properly Bong Ripper you know what Bong Ripper need to be rated higher yeah I'll probably agree they, with you there like they are they're very big in that niche sound, but they could, they should be more like I, in my opinion, they should be acknowledged. Bomb Ripper could be filling stadiums. They have bands like fucking Def Leppard filling stadiums. Fuck that shit. You should have 
Bomber, sure, Motley Crue yeah. are back on their fucking. I saw them on their farewell show. They're back. They're back. Are they playing shows again? It's criminal. They shouldn't be allowed anywhere near us. Yeah, by the way, they're terrible live. They're unbelievably bad Awful. live. Of course Awful they're terrible live. Like, like, it's fun when, like, if you listen to things that were recorded in the 80s, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's good fun. But... I, I, I think, like, back to the question, I think, um, a lot of the kind of like sludge bands are underrated. Like, I hate, I, I hate God, Weed yeah. Eater, like, Weed Eater, I hate God, uh, I always thought Typo Negative were an incredibly underrated band. I don't really hear of anybody yeah, mentioned that. They're them. getting a lot of clout these days because, you know, like the, on TikTok now you have these like like Deftones and Alice in Chains and Typo Negative are like the new, there's like a new wave. Is of, there? See, I'm not, I'm not on TikTok, but I, I'm surprised that Typo Negative are on it. Um, yeah, they're... Hmm. Well, I, I would say actually, like, I feel like I'm the only metalhead I know that doesn't know Typo Negative. Never listened to them. Never got into very good. Bloody them. Kisses is a brilliant. Well, but but it seems like everyone I know who likes metal, they all love Tybo. Bloody Kisses came out on the day I was born. Actually, I only found that out the other oh, week. Yeah. Class. <laughs> nice. I can't. I don't know. It's, it's a tough question. One, you know, uh, if you had asked me this question maybe like fifteen years ago when I just discovered sleep, oh, I would have said yeah, sleep. sleep are great. But I think recently, like sleep in the last five great. years, they've gotten way more like clout. They've gotten kind of the recognition they deserve. Yeah. So, do you ever listen to Yob? Yeah, Yob. Oh, that's a good shout. Yob, Yob. I I met them at Whelan's years ago, and um, it was like a couple of months later. Uh, there was something going on at college, like was when it was NCD, and a friend of mine was like, "Is your dad gonna come? I'd love to meet him." I was like, "You'd love to meet my dad," and he was like, "Yeah, he's great." And I was just like, "He's like, he just looks so cool." I was like, "The Catholic accountant," and he goes, "No," and it's my profile picture with the singer from Yob. I was like, that's not my dad. We all thought that, was, that we all thought that was my your dad, dad for years. I was like, no, that's not my dad. My dad's an accountant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's um, it's a tough one. It's a very, it's a tough question. Yeah. I would say we did her. I hit God. Bomber was good. I can't think of any other ones. Um, There's definitely bands that spring to mind, but like they, they, they're appropriately rated. You know, a band I think are one of my favorite bands. They're, they're pretty big, though. I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe the Black Dahlia Murder could oh, be a bit more acknowledged. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, they're like genre defining um, in like the relatively short time they're putting out albums. Uh, I, I'm just going to go. I'm going to stay with Bomber for myself. I think they I think should be kind of doing Bomber pants right now. I just realized. Yeah, I hear they're Bomber for uh, Frankie. <laughs> nice. Frankie, man. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I can't settle on one. We yes, could we yes. could go back and forth all day too because with metal yeah. particularly, like even with the, I keep saying to people, the Irish metal scene at the moment is insane with the talent that's going on. Like even, yeah, do, do you know who's do you know who's underrated or underappreciated in the Irish scene? Uh, Zelicult. Zelicult are a fantastic are- band. Delicots are an amazing dead metal yeah, band. Brilliant band. I, I always kind of they should kind of like I always kind of level. Yeah, I kinda of, I'm always hoping like they they you know they're the kind of they're an obvious pick to support some big dead metal band from America coming to play. But I always feel like they should be like they should be headlining big gigs themselves. Mm. They're 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 incredible, they're class. Yeah, they're yeah, probably one of the best metal probably one of the best if not the best metal band like yeah. you, you could you could say 10 ton slug as well yeah. yeah. 10 ton slug are fantastic like, zora are also pretty fucking amazing zora too. are yeah. brilliant yeah. yeah they're they're actually crypted a riff in um they're playing in belfast they're replacing yeah. nomadic rituals yeah had to pull out zora are going to play their first gig in ages in, in like so, a few years probably i haven't seen them play in ages yeah but they're incredible to watch like 
I just thought I'm going to give one, it's more of a shout out because they aren't actually a band anymore. But there's a band called uh, Iron Mountain. Oh! Um, they're, they're only just one album, it's called Unum, but it's done by occasionally you go back to, and I think it's just one of it's the best it, releases it actually is really from good. Ireland. It's savage. It's really like, like posty, doomy kind of stuff. Oh, nice. with folk. With some folk and crowd rock as well. It's an yeah. uh, amazing album. Did you say crowd rock as well? Uh, a bit of crowd rock in there. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. Yeah, uh, they're savage. Um, and I've heard of Bloods of Beard as well. Oh, great. Um, great. Like, Deny the Basics is one of the heaviest albums I've ever heard. They're kind of coming. They're like I think they're coming back, back, back now. again now. So yeah, I hadn't really seen much of them in the last like few years. And now they're kind of seems to be coming back. If you look at the the track titles on Deny the Basics, it's so metal. Like, botch job, forced to watch. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the name is Jesus the album, Christ. Backhand. Vicious <laughs> backhand. Backhand. That's backhand. like a minute long. It's just noise. And it's just, the, the album, <laughs> it's the, horrible. The cover of the album. It looks like a boarded up. Like yeah. tra- trap house, yeah, like Belfast or something. Oh, it's just so it's the most metal you can get. They're yeah. probably the heaviest. Their, their, their day job is aggressive pimping. <laughs> <laughs> Do you're saying about the the minute just noise? I remember a friend telling the story years ago. I got very very big into noise. Uh, when I was like 21 or 22, to the point that I bought synthesizers and stuff to do it. But I got big into this artist called Prurient, who kind of has these, he does these kind of like synthy kind of noisy shit while screaming over it. It's quite interesting. He does some stuff with JK Flesh as well. But um, a friend of mine was going through Spotify and she goes, I wonder what people are listening to. And and then she's with her friend Dom. Uh, what was it? I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But she's like, I wonder what Barra's listening to. He's probably just listening to fucking noise or something like that. And they put on, it was just a 10 minute track of just white noise that happened to be the song. <laughs> you are correct. Yes. You are correct. <laughs> so believe it or not, we are, at the, we are at the end of the, in, uh, the interview, but the one question that I always finish up with um, is what do you enjoy most about what you do? Oh, uh, hitting stuff. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, like and you're very good at it. <laughs> nice. uh, I, I, I just appreciate having an outlet to play our own original music. Very creative, I think. Yeah. I like hanging out with my friends. I think probably the best thing is um, like he had an idea for drums or he had an idea for bass or have a, like we said, stab in the head. We have a name for a title and you kind of flesh out these ideas and then. You know, it could take an hour, it could take a week, whatever. But when you have the song fleshed out and you have like a, not a product, that's a horrible way to make it a business. When it comes together. When you, yeah, when you have the, like the, Something tangible, tangible, yeah, tan- exactly. A tangible sort of end product mm-hmm. that you can play and then other people appreciate it. That that's very yeah, rewarding. Very satisfying. Very rewarding kind of a. Mm, yeah. yeah. So like that, yeah, especially that feeling when you feel a song coming together or like, or someone has an idea, like Anto times you point out oh what if we just put this bit here and you play it and you're like oh that's it like that it's really exciting like we're actually just taking a break now to do this podcast we were were, uh working on some new stuff it's very exciting to like you know oh let's try this riff over here let's try this or let's cut that bit out and you almost get ahead of yourself oh i have an idea for the intro let's get the main riff down it's you kind of can't explain it it's very exciting to get you see music come together in real time Mm. and then have a having gigs and opportunities to play for people and people, people apparently, yourself, apparently appreciate, appreciate it. it so. Like when you came up to us after in, after the Grey Stag show. Yeah, like, I hope it wasn't that? too annoying because I was very drunk. It's great. I really like when people come up and they give like a, a you know, whether it's negative or positive, like a, getting some kind of feedback from people is, yeah. so it's nice. I like it. 
No, I I, yeah. ge- I genuinely like. I'm almost positive I saw you at Metal to the Masses. Like I'm I, like because I, I go to it every year. I was at it the fucking. Oh, yeah. I was at it this. Jesus, the talent this year was insane at it. But um, but yeah, does seeing you at a at Grey Stag was like holy fuck. As I was even saying to my friend Mikey, like we were watching you, and then suddenly like because your music has all these kind of changes and stuff in it, and it's it's yeah. seamless almost. But like each time you would do change into almost like a, not a different genre, but a different style, and then go back. I was looking and going like holy fuck, and he goes, I know. <laughs> it's like just back and forth. <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm really glad that that show went well because, like I said, we, we, were, we were a bit worse for wear. But I always, <laughs> we were sure felt... it was going to completely fall in ours. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's yeah, that, that worked out well. No, I, I, I loved it. I really did. Yeah. Um, Cheers, so this is Thank this you. is the part where you get to uh, promote anything that you have going on or any gigs that are coming up down the line. Just plug, 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 basically. Um, sure. Work away. <laughs> Uh, next gig we're playing in next weekend in Cork with Partalone and Appenham. Appenham, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's in Fred Zeppelin's that's a dead cult show. Nice. Um, next after that is the United Tribes yeah. on the thirty first of June, June, yeah. and then first of July we've got Monkfest down in Limerick. Yeah, we've got big anyone who's into like miserable fucking sludge. We got a band from <laughs> the UK coming over. Yes, Firecaster. They're class. They played at a. Bloodstock as well in the same yeah, stage. Yeah, we, we met them on the Jaeger stage and kept that talking and one thing led to another and now they're coming over. Awesome. That's going to be pretty good. And then we've got a UK tour in, at the end of July. Um, Acid Throne. One thing I, we should plug is um, for the for the album, for the Schmeckin and Kieran's after yeah. making oh. a video for the entire album or for the entire EP. Yeah. So that will be out on our oh, YouTube. Sick. I put soon. Sometime next week. Soon, or the week geez, that's no you easy feat. That's like eight minutes of footage, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a full, a full, yeah. full eight-minute video. So there's each song has its own sort of... We, we just watched a bit of it there and it's looking pretty gnarly. Not bad for a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and the Schmeckling. Other than that, yeah, the Schmeckling, pick up a copy. We have some CDs left. Yeah, it's got CDs. Um, <clears throat> some other merch, buy our stuff. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> All right, as we'll leave yeah, it there. Yeah. But um, like, it really is just genuinely a pleasure having bands like yourselves on, like a super creative, super talented. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come and chat with me Definitely. for this so hour. It really was yeah. a pleasure. Much appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Big time. So that is our episode for this week. I just wanted to give a quick thank you again to Tombs for coming on and chatting with me. Um, I've been doing this for about two years now. I still get giddy getting bands to come on and who are so much fun to chat to and so creative. So really was a pleasure. Make sure to get their EP, The Schmeckening. Uh, I will give a link in the description actually where you can buy it on Bandcamp. So you can get the digital version for a fiver and then the CD and digital version for a tenor. So it really is a no-brainer if you're a fan of that kind of music to get it. And uh, yeah, overall, just uh, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Uh, if you want to hear more just like it please give the podcast a follow it really does help me out I know people say does it actually it genuinely does and uh, if you feel very kind you can leave us a good review but uh, most importantly uh, have a lovely weekend thank you for listening to the episode and we'll be back next week with a new guest goodbye